0: It is recording. Okay. Look at that. <laughs> I, I did it first time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, beats having to redo it. Oh
0: we're, we're old hands at getting it wrong.
1: <laughs> True. Welcome
0: to, to Trapping Ink Scuttlebutt uh, podcast. I'm Rich Mellon
1: and I'm Sandy and uh, here we are again in our basement of our home after a nice weekend out on the line.
0: Yeah, it's uh, getting towards end end of January here, and uh, we just were, were out uh, checking just about the last check where we get to check the whole line. Yep. Because at right at the end of January, all the the weasel closed. So, so all all the mu- the it's, pardon me. So that's wolverine, weasel, Martin, Fisher. Mink. I thought
1: weasel went for a little longer. Oh yeah, you're right.
0: Weasel does go to the middle of February. Yeah. But
1: Fisher and Martin, and uh, Wolverine. Donors, and, mink. and mink. And mink, yeah. yeah. And boy, what a what a year of mink we've had. Yeah.
0: But you know what? <laughs> you're you're looking tired. Uh didn't sleep good or
1: <laughs> no, I didn't sleep well. Things go bump in the night out of the couch.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's crazy. Uh, it, it's it's one of those situations where uh I don't know, i I thought it was of course I'm dead asleep. And all of a sudden there's this noise and then it sounds like thumping on the side of the cabin and I'm right awake. <laughs> you know, you know how that goes, right? And the last time that that happened, it was, it was a bear. <laughs> yeah. And you just about jumped on him. <laughs> well, it was a bear and I, I'd left a, a cooler outside the, the, the door, you know, keeping it cool. And this was before we had the fridge out there, before, mm-hmm. before Madam had her fridge. and The uh, comforts of home.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I, I
0: I grab the twenty-two and I go firing out the door in the same suit I was born in.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you're. I think this suit's a little wrinkled. <laughs> oh! <laughs> my goodness, I'm funny on a Sunday evening.
0: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I go firing out the door with a twenty-two in my hand, and I just about land on the bear and ride it like a pony at the rodeo. I'm telling you. So after that, I, I, I get you know a little bit more cautious about this. And we
1: put a new door in that has a window in it, so he doesn't doesn't have to jump on a bear before he realizes what's outside. <laughs> so
0: like four thirty this morning, it's like ooh, and and then all I can think about is that it something is moving the cooler. Yeah. Because it's still the cooler still sitting outside, and and uh, I don't know why it's been there two years now since it's last been used. Yeah, but.
1: well. well. Occasionally, we go out there for a longer period of time. I will tell you, one job th-
0: I'm good at is procrastination. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just say nothing. Yeah, yeah, I'll just
1: say. I had a loss for words. <laughs> it doesn't happen one very often. One for me, often. guys. One for me. <laughs> We're mark this day on the calendar as the day that Sandy was lost for words.
0: Uh, so anyway, that's all I can think is like,
1: and still, I'm laying I'd, there in I bed, and milk. it's
0: like outside the left wall. It I mean. Seemed. It's, yeah. It seemed that way, but here's the thing. I mean, we're in a log cabin, so I'm not sure how much you could hear outside the wall, but I, I'm sure I could hear it bumping against. Yeah. And and the noise was like it was, like it was moving that cooler, right? Yeah. So anyway.
1: But he went outside to test it out this morning, and you couldn't even hear it. Well, that and the cooler was um, the cooler's froze down. Froze down. <laughs> 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 but but before that. Just before we went to bed, of course, there's no running water in the cabin, so it's uh, it's an outhouse. And I <laughs> took my flashlight and my roll of essential paper. And essential? Essential paper. Is that like essential oils? No, no, nothing no. like it, no.
0: Would you use essential oils in that situation?
1: I don't think so, no. <laughs> anyway, I opened the door, took about two steps out, heard something that sounded larger than a bunny and smaller than a moose I was certain that it was in the trees and I fired back in that door I'm pretty sure I hadn't closed it yet because otherwise I might have made an imprint in the door <laughs> and he, he, he said what's wrong and I said there's something there <laughs> so I, he you know I grabbed the
0: gun and the flashlight and I go go looking at it and we're just uh, it, it ended today, but the last two days have been a big chinook up here, and a chinook is a big warm wind that blows and melts snow and, and like it. It, did. it really knocked it down, but we were uh, what plus six, plus, plus seven, plus six on yesterday a Celsius, at the Celsius. So that's yeah. um, that's pushing, I guess, pretty close to about forty degrees Fahrenheit.
1: I I don't know. You're the wizard when it yeah, comes to that.
0: I see. Times nine, fifth. <laughs> <me. laughs> Whatever. Anyway, it's it's about forty degrees, and so I mean, it was it was really beautiful, and anyway, the, the snow was all wet, and like you couldn't make a noise. Normally, this time of the year, you know, it's all crunchy, and man, you can hear mm-hmm. things for a long ways. I'm wandering around out there, and I can't find a track. I can't. I don't know what was going on.
1: I don't know what it was either.
0: But it kind of sets you up for a bad night, and then
1: and then <laughs> uh huh. And then I went... because <laughs> on occasion. Me and my essential paper have to make a trip in the middle of the night, and I was not for that. So. I, had to,
0: I had to go out there with the flashlight and the gun, stand guard at the outhouse. You know What we do, guys, right? What we do, huh? <laughs>
1: <laughs> there are some things you do for us. Yeah. So anyway,
0: this morning, I'm all over trying to figure out what on earth now is the, making that disturbance. Mm-hmm. And you can hear walking this morning, because everything's frozen, but nothing... I mean, if it was, if we heard something walking out there, one, it would have left a track, and two, it would be about the size of a Sasquatch, because you couldn't hear me walking. No. So I guess what it is, something was underneath the cabin. So uh, Fisher or Martin I or
1: don't know what it was, but it was making some thumping noises down there. So I don't know what it dragged down there. I don't kind of know. Usually, usually, there's maybe. a,
0: a blood curdling scream <laughs> or something, just just to set your your nerves at ease. You know, you know what's going on, then, right? There's some murder being committed underneath there. That's okay. You usually,
1: know? by a weasel. Yeah, <laughs> we have we have our cabin weasel.
0: Oh, we have we have several of them, they're, and they're getting fat. But yeah. We're running out of squirrels, so I think they're going to have to move on.
1: Yeah, maybe.
0: Yeah. Anyway, it, it,
1: that was a little exciting for for our weekend.
0: And what did I do? As soon as the noise quit, I went right back to sleep. <laughs>
1: I did not. <laughs> we were one time so there's we were, a few bags under my eyes. One that, time
0: we were, we were, I don't know, how long have we been married? I'm talking about the bear incident at the,
1: at oh, the campsite. Well, that was our very first year together, I think. So we've was been, it? yeah, we've been married now. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Or maybe it was the second, I whatever. It was very early in our relationship, anyway.
0: Is that what you still refer to as the trauma years? Yeah,
1: those are <laughs> The drama years. <laughs> mm. Drama, trauma, yeah. kind of walked down yeah. the same path together.
0: We ended up, I was, you know, when you're young like that, you're, you're pretty casual about sleeping or, or being out of the rain or anything. And we ended up at a, a campsite. Uh, it was like a, a public campsite. But springtime yeah. of the year, we were, we were bear hunting. And, and uh, there were, there, so there was nobody there. And we just pulled up and there was a... Um, an open picnic cook shack or whatever. So it built a fire in the fireplace. It had a stone fireplace in yeah. it. I think it was probably the only one in all of Alberta that was that way. And there's never been another one since before or since that I know of. And we threw our sleeping bags down right in front of the fire on the, on the <laughs> concrete or was it dirt floor? No,
1: we actually had some foamies. That was good.
0: Yeah. She, she wasn't sure about this. You know, I was getting the old raised eyebrow thing. And, <laughs>
1: and,
0: and then she says, well, what about, you know, the wide open? And, well, it's, it's got two doors into it that are just that don't have doors in them. They're just Openings. walkways, and then it's all open windows yeah. all around. Well, I can't do nothing about that, so I took and flipped up a pair of um, big old wooden two by, um, two by six
1: uh, picnic tab- tables.
0: tables, I flipped off each big. opening. Yeah. yeah, flipped them up each opening, and and uh, that was good. Now uh, off I went and to and sleep,
1: and off he went to sleep.
0: And then something went bump in the night, and and. Uh, She she was sitting up. What's that?
1: What's that? What's that?
0: I sat up and I listened. You could hear. You could hear a bear in a garbage can. (laughs) So they they had these big metal garbage cans. and This bear was going through the garbage can. I looked at. I said, "That's just a bear." And I rolled over and went back to sleep. (laughs) You (laughs) seen that
1: cartoon? The next morning. <laughs> <laughs> I read that cartoon. She,
0: she's there holding the gun and these, these red rimmed glaring eyes. and Because this fireplace was real efficient. So there was this set- funny. There's a fine settling of ash all over her. And she's just like.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Very funny. That was pretty good, I thought. Yeah. I thought. Well. Anyway, more, more things. No one go- died.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was close for me, though. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yep. So we have ad- actually had a pretty good year, uh, I would say. So but far, it, it it has been um a weaselly winter.
0: Really has. And by weasely you mean the ermine the Oh yeah. The short tailed weasel. Yeah. yeah. By actual count, we're over fifty now.
1: Wow. That yeah. is that's the biggest numbers that we've ever had. Yeah. We've gotten lots of squirrels this year, but there's lots of weasel too, yeah. so or ermine.
0: Yeah. And and um Lots of mink as well. Yep. Which is very unusual for, for...
1: Well, minks climbing trees. Yeah. What the heck?
0: Yeah. So it's 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 been a great year. Um, you know something we're going to get to do this year is we're going to get to do some uh, through the ice muskrat.
1: Oh, there's push-ups yes, this year. there are. Yeah, for, for the last several years, we haven't had much for push-ups. And that really limits the ability that we have to do any muskrat trapping through the ice. We We've... we've Mostly been relegated to the shoulder season, yep. so spring, once the once the ice goes out, or most of the ice, we call it <laughs> a time where Rich can potentially lose a phone. <laughs> I think it's hilarious. He doesn't think it's so funny.
0: When you get muskrat in the winter time, though, through the ice, mm. they are their pelt is actually heavy. Yeah, that's how thick that that uh, the hide is on yep. it. It's most glorious ever. Uh, I got one. Um, a couple of checks ago, I've, I have 3:30 set in a crossover that uh, I'm, I've got set for for otter, and the only dang thing it's caught so far is beaver, and you just never catch and beaver. And muskrat. Well, you never catch beaver in a crossover in the wintertime. Like just, no. they just nope. And they, you've
1: they, got two there now. Yeah, you? I've got yeah. two.
0: I got I got one really big one and one really small one.
1: And one really big booner muskrat. Well, he,
0: yeah. But any time that a muskrat reaches. Sticks that far past on one end and that far past on the other end of a 330 conibear or, or body grip trap. Yeah, that is a big muskrat. And it was a big muskrat.
1: So when make we make a half a coat,
0: when we when we trap muskrat here, uh, in the wintertime, we go to what's called a push up, and the push up is is built on the ice, okay? Uh, they they build them during the winter when they find a, a weak spot, or they build them as the ice is forming, and all they do is they, is they just dig up a whole bunch of um. Uh, moss and that from, da- from uh, the bottom and bring it up and they keep shoving it through. And this moss becomes insulative and it, it, it insulates uh, the open area they've got underneath and then they mm-hmm. take and tunnel and dig around it. It's very similar to the way a beaver builds a house. Yeah, You know, a beaver takes and builds a pile of mud and sticks and then goes in and excavates and then adds on and adds on. And mm-hmm. Same, yeah, same mm-hmm. idea. And, but they do this on the ice and it's not to be confused with the colonies. The colonies right. are usually made out of like bulrushes or or, or cattails and, or whatever and
1: they are on the on land generally it, or, or very close or, to
0: or attached to the yeah. the cattails or whatever they they're attached to something where these are out from the shore yeah and what it is is it's their it's their breath of air right. when they go out to 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 eat or, or or whatever but what we get to do here uh we're allowed to to uh trap them uh through the ice in the in the wintertime you take and uh use a, a hatchet and you just pop that usually takes one or two, that dome, and it pops off. And the inside of it literally is just all ice crystallized dome. And in there, then then there's going to be the hole coming up out of the water. And there's usually a little bit of a shelf because they come up and they'll eat there. Even though a muskrat, did you know this? A muskrat can eat underwater. Wow. The way its lips are, it can actually chew without water getting into its mouth. Wow. Yeah, there's something you didn't know, right?
1: There's something I didn't know. Yeah.
0: Taught you two things tonight. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: anyway, they come up and they and they they sit up there and they eat. But mo- most most important, it, it is their breath of air. Mm-hmm. Now, what we just had happen the last couple of days with this uh, Chinook, that's a bad deal. Yeah. Because then you get water melting on top of the ice, and now that floods those those push ups, and now they might all be froze solid.
1: Yeah. So we'll have to see. It the first few years that we trapped out there, um, we had great luck. Oh, and, yeah, and just some beautiful muskrat that we got through the ice this year we'll see um again, a bit of an odd year where we've got
0: i gotta go over to that one lake, the one that we um used these their their wires with a blue flag on them they're they're a survey stake, and we we took and stuck one in each one of the muskrat because not every muskrat push up is uh is open, like lots of them uh mink and otter dig through them to get underneath uh coyotes come along, dig through them, and then they freeze solid yeah. So to differentiate, I mean, when you're sitting there looking at a,
1: fifty 10 or acre, so,
0: a ten-acre pond, and there might be fifty, sixty, seventy, or hundred of them, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, we always just take and drop these these uh, flags on each one of them. You look out across, and they're all waving away. That was that was pretty cool. We we took how many of that
1: one morning there? Oh, we picked up. Yeah. I
0: think we had thirty traps out. We got like twenty-seven or something yeah, like
1: that. It was good. And then we used the. Um, those little footholds yep. that you can't use for anything else other than in a drowning set here anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, what si- are they about? Like, one and a half One inch? and a half, yeah. yeah.
0: You, do it, you wouldn't need it, it, that big in this situation because uh, it's not like uh, in the summertime when where they can swim or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but anyway, you use one and a half uh, foothold, a single spring, and you set it in there on that little ledge where they come up and they'll, and they'll sit. And so when they come up, they the trap hits them and and they go back down and they, and they drown. it. So it's over very, very quickly. And, but you, you take and do all that and then you take and flip that dome back over and, and insulate it because you don't want it to freeze again. Right.
1: Yeah. Well, we usually, usually there's some, there's some snow around and whatnot. And we usually pack it around again, just so they can insulate it.
0: <laughs> I had one bad one here. This would have been four years ago four years ago, when I flipped the dome back over, I didn't realize that the chain on the, on the trap got caught by the dome rather than it being laying there loose next to the trap. It got caught by the dome. So when the muskrat came up and got into it, he could, could just, just get down far enough to drown, but he was up in the hole. So the hole froze.
1: Oh. I, and you had to chop them out.
0: I chopped, I'll bet you, for 20, 25 minutes. I remember minutes that. Because one... it
1: came, that <laughs> muskrat came back in a five-gallon pail. Yeah, it was just a block of, yeah. a block of ice. It took them two days to thaw. Yeah.
0: And, even at the heat, the, the temp that you keep the cabinet. At Madagascar hot. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> I, be, I feel that I do my job really well. You do. Yeah. You and do. and the one thing that I, I do is I also fill up the wood bucket in the cabin before we go home uh, because it makes it easier for me
0: <laughs>
1: Somebody and you went, make the bed I
0: keep telling you it doesn't need to be made I if made you're not the there make the bed I sweep the
1: floor I do the dishes and I pile wood in yeah anyway he's very he's very comfortable after he's been out on the line for you a whole day you better
0: believe it what I've got here one of the things that we're doing really big right now is links and mm-hmm. we can both snare links and we can uh, also use uh, footholds on them now the footholds have to be certified yeah so they have to be offset and and laminated which means they have a gap in between the in between the jaws and they're of th- a certain thickness so that it doesn't ever close down on the uh, on the foot enough to cut off the, the flow of blood so it never freezes so they don't chew out and they right. can't pull on it, you know, they have, there's other rules they have to be center, center swiveled on the bottom of the base plate, stuff like that. The only downfall on that is, uh, I have, we have a 48 hour check law Yeah. on footholds and there's just, I can't possibly make 48 hours. I would have yeah. to be out there going nonstop.
1: Well, that so that's why we use snares pretty much exclusively. Oh, yeah. On occasion, I know you have set a foothold though, because you had, you came up on one and there was a lynx there. He
0: was eating a fisher. Yeah. A fisher was hanging out of, uh, it fell out of, out of the box and he was sitting there eating it and he didn't leave. He sat there and I got to put that foot, that footage up because that footage is pretty cool. Yeah. Anyway, it was, ooh, was just, just about dark. Nine? No, no, that would have been way past dark. So it must have been earlier in the afternoon. It must have been four, four thirty, something like that. Anyway, he was uh, he, he was sitting there, and he he ruined the the, the Fisher. It was mm-hmm. eight, and I I had a, a number three uh, Canadian Bridger Canadian, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I took and and drug it out of uh, out of the the go box, and and went over there. I walked over to the Fisher, and. He never got like the, the length of our basement away, 60, mm-hmm. 70 feet. That was it. Yeah. And I, I took and set this right below where he was eating. Like, you know, this, this fissure was hanging here that was all ripped open and, and everything and the blood and everything was dripping right down. And I set the trap right in the blood. Like, um, they are not leery about steel whatsoever. No. You know, so I could see that, you know, this is where he'd been putting his feet in yeah. that and the only place i could figure it out to wire the <laughs> trap to was was to the the trap that i, I wired it to the actual trap that the
1: the fisher was the fisher was was yeah. caught
0: in and i come back through much much later in the night it, i think that was like one thirty, two o'clock in the morning and he was there waiting for me Yep. yeah, yeah he, in the foothold yeah in the foothold and so yeah. i dispatched him and and uh and took him with me but the best part about using footholds for something like uh, the lynx is that they stay alive, mm-hmm. and when they stay alive, nothing eats them. Yeah. Uh, when they're when they die and before they freeze, you have that situation where other lynx will eat them.
1: Yep. Yeah. They're and, very cannibalistic.
0: Yeah, and I. I Didn't really understand this. I was talking with an old fella, and he says, "Do you've never had cats? And I said, well, now that you mention it, no. (laughs) He says, well, the thing about cats are is they groom one another all the time. Yeah. Okay. And he says, so, especially when you have a family of them, you know, mom will will groom the kittens, the kittens will groom each other, they'll groom mom or whatever. Whoever dies first ends up getting getting eight. And sometimes it's just terrible. Like, I mean, you, you lose so much. But the weird part is is they have to eat them before they freeze because they can't with their teeth and yeah. jaw structure, they cannot eat frozen meat. So I caught one lynx and it was really weird. He was dead in a snare. And uh, I took him, uh, you know, I pick him up and he's kind of froze down almost. And I pick him up and it's like it's bloody underneath him. I was like, what on earth is going on? You know, like this is really, really weird. And I can't see where any damage on him or not, and I'm, huh, don't think nothing of it. And, then, and like, two, three hundred yards down the trail, I have another snare. There's a dead lynx in it. It's half eight. This one would go back and lay on it to thaw the frozen body out to eat it. Oh. Yeah.
1: Ooh. That is weird. (laughs) Cats.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) As we've said many, many times, don't ever die around your cat. (laughs) True story. So, So
1: anyway, this is how you catch them.
0: Where we uh we do a lot of a lot of link snaring and this is my favorite snare um for the folks watching um you know i mean it's 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 easy for me to uh, to show you the description for the audio is a little bit different. I take a thirty inch piece of seven by seven by one sixteenth cable and of course you attach the get your uh um your lock up on it, and I like to put the lock on it uh before I even begin to, to, uh, close any of my ferrules or that, so that I make sure that I'm honoring the the curvature of the cable. Every cable has curve in it. And so you want to honor that rather than fight it. Cause otherwise you don't get a nice, a nice round, uh, uh, uh snare out of it. It'll be twisted. It'll be, it'll be and it doesn't off It doesn't fall. I like, I like the, uh, the seven by seven. Right, like the one by nineteen makes a just the most incredible shaped snare ever, but it's too stiff. Mm-hmm. It won't fall, and I like I like a snare that falls easy. Yeah. when it, especially when it comes to links. So I take and, and get that lock put up there so it's the right way. So you only make one or two of them the wrong way until you realize that it's gotta it's gotta jam up when it's going backwards.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so
0: that it, the, the whole idea behind the teeth on it is is that it can only it, it can only go the one way and close the one way. Yeah. I get that on, I take in a, and uh, clamp the ferrule on the loop. On of, This is a modified cam lock. And then I take and, on the other end, I take and add just a piece of, this is a 14-gauge tie wire. And it happens to fit into a one 16 ferrule. So I've got uh, a, a double ferrule here, and I put the uh, the cable into the top hole and, and the... Uh, Tie wire into the bottom hole, give her a crimp, and now I've got my mounting wire and everything all in one. Right. And the beauty is, is that by doing it this way, with starting with the 30 inch piece of of cable and mounting everything, now I end up with a perfect eight inch snare every time. Like a lot of the free, uh, freestanding ones where you have a a snare and then you have a a nine wire or whatever supporting with a whammy on it, Mm -hmm. well, you're always kind of guessing at what your what size snare you're ending right. up at i know exactly what size snare that i've, I've yeah. ended up at and, and you know that, that that that's what's important if you get them too big they'll try and jump through it and then you get a bunch of hip catches right okay
1: so eight so, inches is just the right size
0: it's it's as big as you want to go mm-hmm. um there are lots of people that talk about you know uh, th- especially if you're running small cats that you might want to go six inch right i've never had that problem uh eight inches but be- has been uh, really good for me
1: and this one you set so for anyone who has seen the pens that he makes for the for the links but you set one at the opening where where they can look through the snare and see the stick everything's pretty much on a yep. on a um direct line and then you set that snare so the bottom of it is or the top of it top. is at your knee
0: is that my knee so yeah. the top of it is at about uh, is at about uh, 20 inches so the bottom would be at 12 inches because right. it's an eight inch snare right and I mean it it makes uh such a a, a nice uh snare that uh, even with it though that it's seven by seven you can just give it a little a little pad up from from underneath and and it takes and makes that beautiful nice round you want it to be if you can make it a little bit wider than it is longer because they got to get their whiskers through there here's one thing that i'll I'll point out if you're using a mechanical lock like this is the uh um this is a is a toothed cam lock right and so it's got a you've got a pin in it and two pieces it swivels right Mm -hmm. um i take and put a drop of glycol and we use like pharmaceutical grade glycol, so it's got no smell, no odor. Pharmaceutical all that, yeah, grade, yeah, yeah, yes. All that stuff, but I put a drop in there, and then, it, then if you get freezing rain or frost or whatever, it doesn't freeze up. Yeah, this, or this if still you get works. a
1: melty day and it and it drips down off the trees or something, it doesn't doesn't freeze it solid. That <laughs> you, the things you learn. Right. Oh yeah. yeah, I mean
0: we've we've had some runaways there. That's that was the lesson I learned with the one by nineteen. Yeah, because uh, fellow that showed me, you know, he his favorite was seven by seven, the soft cable, and then I thought, oh yeah, it looks good, but man, I can make a, a very, um, even prettier snare with the one by nineteen, and so I made a bunch. <laughs> even prettier. Oh yeah, even yeah, we're always improving, guys. <laughs> always improve, right, guys? Yeah, you know, no, nothing's ever good if you got to improve on. It. So I, I. Did that, and I learned about loading snares and all this stuff and and uh then we had like just like this last trip out, we had a few inches of snow, and you could see the tracks you could see what happened and and I had cats actually stick their head through this through this and then back up and back out of it because it was so stiff it didn't it didn't fall. didn't
1: nudge and fall, yeah, yeah,
0: when I set these up, I like to have that lock at either. Uh, one o'clock or 11 o'clock. I don't like to have it at right at 12. Reason being is, is that it's mounted on a, on a pole next to a tree and everything starts shaking in the wind and that's what happens. Yeah. So if you have it at, at one o'clock, uh, you know, depending on which way you're looking at yeah. that's, that's one o'clock and, and you know, yeah. and, and that's, that's 11. Uh, if you have it there, uh, then you don't have to worry about the, about the wind ever shaking and let, letting it, uh, fall down. The pens that these go into are just made with twigs. Yep. Now, uh, we've all, I've seen pens that, uh, you know, the old timers made. And that, and that was uh, always fascinated me because they were like little log houses. They were just missing a, a stovepipe in the door. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> this is so much easier, though. And, and the other thing that you do often is you'll take an old broom. My used car
0: <laughs>
1: and hold broom. And, and if there's been any snow that's gotten in the pen, usually builds some under um, a pine tree or spruce, spruce tree. Yeah, big spruce. Um, but if there's any snow that blows in there or whatever, he takes a broom or, or whatever and, and just cleans it out. And that's also a curiosity factor for the cats. They, well, you know, cats are like different. dogs. They yeah. scratch. Yeah. They
0: whenever they 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 pee on anything or whatever they scratch and mm-hmm. and you're always watching uh i mean trappers guy trappers especially are such wonderful creatures as, as sandy points out because i'll be going along and i'll see where a cat has walked down a log and i'll watch because unbelievably i can't tell you how many times how often a cat poops on a log <laughs> so there you I, go there i got some fresh poop <laughs> <And> <laughs> guess where it goes <laughs> <laughs> if it, if the cat was uh was providing well that day that's enough poop for three different <laughs> three three different pens and you put it in different ones so that's that curiosity thing right uh all that I have usually in my pens i have two i have bait stations that have bait, but mm-hmm. we'll talk about those another time and the and the other are these pens, and in that pen I have a stick that's um I like it to be. I don't know, two inches around, two inches diameter and about so long, just so that when I ram it in the dirt. So for the
1: people who are Oh yeah, 18 inches long or whatever. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So that when I ram it into the dirt, I ram it in at an angle so that the end of it, it, it's pointed right back at the snare. Right. Okay. And on the end uh, that's sticking up and and it's important that that is at the right height so that when you look through that snare... You know that snare that's you know twelve inches at the bottom twenty inches at the top. When you look mm-hmm. right through it, you're looking right at that that at that uh, end the of the stick. stick with with the lure on. And the lure that we use is just made from Lynx guts. Yeah. So you take and a all... few
1: other special ingredients. Oh,
0: really? It's just bacon grease, mm-hmm. bacon grease and glycol. And glycol. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you put that on, and then you take, and so I've got this. I've got my my snare set here, and I've got my stick on an angle. And I want the end of this stick to end up being like eight to ten inches away from this snare, because a couple things that I do to try and get them to go through this snare. I've made this this pen all around, and I've made it out of uh, dry spruce uh, uh, branches. Mm-hmm. They're covered with Spanish moss, and they're twiggy, and and um, you know they stick to the and links. Cats don't like that. Yeah, they don't yeah. like that as uh, very much. They and, and then where the snare is, I've got a just a pair of of nice smooth sticks set on a V, so that they they go up alongside of the the snare um, loop itself, and they're about two two three inches apart on the bottom. So that's one thing, and I also have that e- usually at the front and the back of of my pen. Want the front being right beside my snowmobile track, and and the back of it, of course, it's, it's straight at the, uh, the back side. So now they've got two spots that they can go in where it's, it, it looks like it's easy to go in. I take my, and set that, that stick that has the lure on it. And in the case of a double, I'll do it on, on just on the, uh, on the front one. And I have it about, you know, that t- uh, 8, 10, 12 inches uh, inside of that, that uh, snare. So just put your hand up there. No, no, like put your, your, your cat. So what he wants to do is just the whole idea is he thinks he can sneak his head through there and have a sniff of this. This is what he wants, so, <laughs> and then usually what happens, you know, they jerk their head, and 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 you've got you've got them. It, it works so very well. Yeah. But it's it's important to um, work on their their shortcomings. You know, they're yep. curious. Yep. Um,
1: <clears throat> you you use their natural instincts against them, really.
0: Well, they're, they're curious. They want to know what is that, and why does it smell so good? Yeah. And it's funny because when people like most commercial lynx lures or bobcat lures or whatever smell quite nice Mm -hmm. because they have catnip and that kind of stuff in them, right? Ours doesn't smell quite quite that nice.
1: Well, it's not as (laughs) offensive. (laughs) Excuse me. It's not as offensive as the skunk-based, rotten fish-based ones that we have for the mustelid population. So it's not terribly offensive, but... It's bad enough.
0: (laughs) I know that. I've still got smell on my hands here. (laughs) (laughs) I knew, though, that this would work. This lure would work on any cat when we were in Africa. Because remember the lynx there? Yes. Over there, the the lynx, the the caracal. And they can get to, I guess they can get to about 30 pounds, huh? Or 40 pounds?
1: Yeah, they seem big. They're not as fluffy as um, as our lynx are.
0: No, they're they're actually they kind of look like a cougar. Yeah, with about a third of its tail chopped off
1: and pointy ears.
0: And yeah, pointy black tuft ears. Yeah. But they uh, the one I killed a a bush buck, mm-hmm. and uh, the guy's place that we were hunting on, he was very familiar with the the kill and all that. And and we we walk up to it, and you could see the the cat tracks in the mud, and then he, he noticed the, the disturbance, the, you know, it's very rotten. Everything mm-hmm. rots very fast in Africa. He noticed the disturbance. He says, well, it looks like it rolled in it. And I knew instantly. Yeah. I knew instantly that, that that's the same thing as, as what uh, this triggers. Because if a cat beats me, if a cat beats me and gets into the, the pen, he rubs his face all over that stick and all over that lure because yeah. they they you you see whiskers and that'll be stuck to the stick and that, yeah. so they it, it induces a, a rolling urge in them or, or whatever right, so I I knew when I, when I looked at that I thought I bet you this works on cats everywhere
1: yeah, and well, it does well here anyway,
0: well and we just uh, out we picked up a bunch more cat uh, again but I got beat by two of them mm-hmm. two in in unusual situations and one of them was was at a bait station and he walked right up to two snares and you can see tracks in the snow walked right up and stopped and then turned around and walked away and that is so uncat like
1: mm-hmm. you know
0: they just don't do that sort of thing and on the other one <clears throat> he actually jumped into the
1: pen through that or over it
0: oh, no he went over the side
1: oh that is unusual
0: so <clears throat> what i've learned <clears throat> as i've uh, as you do this and and uh, you start refining stuff Uh, I started with very small ones and, and it was, what are you laughing about?
1: Nothing.
0: Yeah. 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 (laughs) I I started with very, very small ones and, and it was like, they were, they were too small. Like I, 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 they were feeling too claustrophobic, I'm sure. And so then they got bigger and bigger and bigger. And pretty soon, you know, they're, they're three, four feet in diameter. What happens then? is they'll take and jump into them. There's enough room for them to jump in. Mm. So if you're getting cats jumping over your, and, and you know, the twigs on the side are only a couple of feet tall. That's it. If. <clears throat> but the fact of the matter is, is they, they circle around, but and they know that they can jump out if they have to. Yeah. So then they just go in. They're lazy. Yeah. They're cat, the links are curious, lazy, and curious in that, in that order. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, there you go. So, uh, that's what happened on the second one. It was uh, a pen that I'd set up three years ago and I hadn't set it up last couple of years. I set it up this year because there was a cat track right there and, uh, go look at it. And it was way too big because he, he jumped into it and jumped back out again. Didn't go through the snare. Yeah,
1: Lessons learned. Yeah, it is. Talking to nature. The last thing
0: that I do is my stick, the stick that I've got my lure on the one end, I take and I dribble pee on the other, I d- oh. d- d- down the side. And that's just because a lot, first time I did it with uh, one old trapper, he just about had a cardiac, you know, that I should not be putting pee where the lure is. And I said, have you ever watched what cats do? Cause <laughs> the cats go and, and find those sticks. All summer long, and and they take and pull them out, and they chew on them, and they pee on them, and everything else. And so, They
1: roll in them. And,
0: yeah, so yeah. it's it's very it's very natural for them to yeah. pee right on that stick, and that's starting to get important because now the toms are starting to move. Yeah, you know by the time.
1: So we only have, and, I think, three weeks left. Yeah, mid-February in the is is yeah. when the season ends,
0: yeah. and. Right after that is is when they they go full into rut. But right now the the, the big old toms are starting to move. There's there's some big old tracks wandering yeah. around out there.
1: And they, that's good because that that shows us that there's a healthy population that's still around. Right? Oh, we have
0: a huge population. Yeah. Most of our cats this year are juveniles. Yeah. You know, we the, the first six we got were, were all were all big adults. Mm-hmm. And then the next seven were are uh, have been, uh, smaller. kittens. Yeah. Well, there's a couple of adults in there too. Yeah. And that kind of stuff, but yeah, m- much smaller. So big, big population, lots and lots of tracks everywhere.
1: Yeah. And there's lots of bunnies this year too, which it just, it's a, they follow the food cycle. So
0: had a neat thing though. I had, uh, never ever have had problems with, uh, anything vandalizing my, my lynx pens, just lynx went in there. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, all of a sudden I had a, a little, uh little female coyote got on, uh, my line and she would come in the back mm. and she'd grab the stick and she'd pull it out and she'd chew it and and you know when it's chewed and out of, out of place then it doesn't work for links yeah and she did four in a row and the reason I know it's a female because the fifth one had a backdoor snare uh-huh. that's where and she was her, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. she's small oh my gosh she's small yeah this is the tiniest uh, coyote I've ever seen first one I got drove up I thought I had a color face fox
1: ah that's small
0: yeah well, that's small very, we, very, have, we haven't
1: we haven't caught a colored phase fox out there since the first year
0: yeah it's been a long time yeah. we just i think it's a tough country for fox yeah, yeah there's I a lot of stuff say. that'll eat them
1: out there yeah like <laughs> wolves yeah <laughs> and fisher i think probably would too oh yeah yeah, yeah no question we've caught some big fisher out yeah. there yeah uh,
0: not some places like new york that fisher run 20 pounds or better mm. and that's way bigger than anything we got yeah yeah
1: cool yeah so the last thing that we wanted to talk about is just how grateful we are for all of the responses that we get to our YouTube channel, also our um, uh, Amazon Prime, and just on the Facebook, what little vignettes that we post up there on occasion um, on the weekends. We really do appreciate all of the feedback that we get. and And by far, the feedback that we've gotten is all positive. So very, very grateful that people are watching, and uh, one of the greatest gifts you can give to us is your feedback. So, thank you very much.
0: Yeah, I, I like it. We, we get a lot of emails. Yes, a lot of emails. Um, Amazon Prime has been just been a huge source for emails. Yeah, uh, you seem to get more comments, I guess, on on YouTube and that, but not not a lot of people even comment the the emails. So, from Amazon Prime, it's always we found you on Amazon Prime. Love the show, that kind of yeah. stuff. And that's great. That's great. And you know what? You can all do us a favor by sharing our stuff. Share our YouTube channel. Share our Amazon Prime landing page and uh, help us spread the word.
1: Well, it's really spreading the truth about trapping. I think there's still a lot of mystery around what trapping actually is. And then, of course, you've you've got some of the more high-profile anti-groups out there that would have people who are not familiar with with trapping they they'll tell all kinds of horrendous stories and outright lies so if you help us spread the truth about trapping then that enlightens the people who are more more than likely to have a say in whether or not we get to keep doing this not not us particularly but but trappers to keep trapping
0: absolutely so i understand that you're gone and tomorrow the next day you're gone Mm -hmm. i don't see you for a while
1: it's only overnight honey Is the bed going to be made when I get home? If it needs it. (laughs) 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 For work, I have to be gone overnight. (laughs) Uh, All right. Well,
0: let's wrap this up. And... uh, It is getting late on a Sunday night. It's been a busy, busy weekend again.
1: Once again, and I would really like to get a good night's sleep tonight, and I'm pretty sure nothing's going to go bump underneath the house, so (laughs) it'll be good.
0: (laughs) All right. Thank you for joining us, and be sure to check out everything at www.trappinginc.com.